0: A second cup in keeping with my grind of January theme in a hybrid part two that will look at the surge of the defending champs Colorado of late. The attempted cutoff for a three-team podcast focused on division teams Colorado, Nashville, and St. Louis came and went on Monday and into Tuesday earlier this week. I simply didn't have enough time, hours in the day, to get fully caught up as games continued on. Two different intros later, recorded and edited, and just shy of the recent games for those three teams and the analysis required to get it up before Tuesday's game puck drop wasn't happening. Yet, waiting for the All-Star break pause to drop more content won't do me any favors, honestly. I kind of don't want to have to drop one eight-hour-long marathon edition to catch up, but somehow repackage this catch-up of the January grind for you in a better way. A second Stanley Cup for Colorado requires a playoff berth first, and after a tough stretch, Colorado has found its way back to winning. Big time. Colorado had made up ground on third spot divisionally, and Minnesota to be at when Part 2 was supposed to drop one point back. You add Tuesday's game... Combined with another Minnesota loss, and you flip those two teams in the current standings. Prior even till Tuesday's Colorado win, I was pretty sure Colorado was, despite all of the challenges, going to be playoff bound. But they still need to push. I just feel they, as a group, have enough talent and resolve a late to do so. The shootout win in Seattle on the back half of the back to back is proof during the stretch we're going to cover in this podcast. In the Altitude Era of Colorado Avs local game outlet coverage, it is fitting to have Colorado as a standalone if we have to do one for a Central Division team. It's an especially pro-homer, media-driven market. So it's a fan base that has come to expect there is the Colorado team and every other NHL team. Even division rival games, the opposing team might as well be from Buffalo or Columbus from the other conference, not Dallas or Minnesota. That could be playoff teams this year Colorado would have potentially have to win against in the playoffs en route to a second cup run. Context matters. That disservice to the fan base, however, aside, like skating into former Avs and Altitude contributor John Michael Lyles, was a good skater in his day like Kale McCarr is, but different. In a recent what-did-color entertainer Mark Rykoff just say moment. And let's be clear, Lyles had a solid NHL career over 15 seasons. The first seven in Colorado who drafted him in the fifth round 836 games played is a solid nhl career 87 goals 283 assists 370 points not making light of that but next to the fourth overall 2017 pick yikes that is one nano of a percentage point of a good comparison When in 220 games played over four seasons, McCarr with 61 goals, 162 assists, 223 points, is 26 goals from ellipsing Lyle's career goal totals. And we'll stop the comparisons there. It is keeping with Altitude's colorado own brand. That's it. What might be more fitting in all-time best NHL skating D-men might be comparing McCarr to... The four-time cup winner, one-time Cotton Smythe and Norris Trophy winner, something that McCarr's done one of each of, but four-cup winner, Hall of Famer Scott Niedermeyer, a third overall defense pick back in 1991, who had 1,263 games played in his career, 172 goals. 568 assists, 740 points over 18 seasons, although one was only a few games in his first year. McCarr actually probably ellipses in points and accomplishments Niedermeyer's career, although the three more cup rings is setting McCar's benchmark high. Thing is, of course, is Niedermeyer's career was with New Jersey and Anaheim. And that might indicate to Colorado fans that some other NHL teams have a really good Hall of Fame caliber players on their rosters, past and present, and that is an on-altitude brand. My point is, McCarr comparables are near impossible to find, but you might want to start with Hockey Hall of Famers for your shortlist if you're even going to try, even if they never played for Colorado. I can't go a season without an altitude rant as well. But think about this, as good as Colorado really actually is, comparing the elite talent to inappropriate cases, NHL all-time elites that did have careers elsewhere, or even acknowledging a quality of an appointment gives props to Colorado's best players and to how good Colorado is at present, Not the opposite. Not acknowledging it comes off as arrogant and ill-informed. And it's a disservice to your fan base that probably does have a lot of knowledgeable hockey fans. Ones that might remember Colorado's 2001 Cup win was over a New Jersey team that included Scott Niedemeyer in the finals. And at present, those rosters have nine players a coach that also played in the Hall of Fame between the two rosters combined. And that's a factual pro-Colorado team takeaway, a one-upmanship while mentioning Niedermeyer to Makar. You're welcome, Riker, to use it now. You could also mention the Colorado Rockies NHL hockey team became the New Jersey Devils as well. And had that team stayed in theory, Colorado actually wins the Stanley Cup a year prior to when the Avs did Let's get back onto our brand. The defending champions, Colorado, are on a six-game win streak. And while still missing, some above-average player pieces that again at present moved them into third in the Central Division, ahead of Minnesota. And as the Avs likely went out to the All-Star break, we'll tell you who they're playing and why we say likely, that is the position post-All-Star break Colorado will be ascending from as the teams head to the trade deadline and in getting ahead of that deadline colorado on wednesday made a four-player deal with san jose in a season that has had more talks of trades ad nauseum than any actual ones it's refreshing to have one even if it doesn't fall under the blockbuster category and maybe it's just in this present day an age of netflix and streaming services well a blockbuster is simply a thing of the past. Welcome to Central Division Hockey, the podcast, the part two grind of January standalone team colorado podcast i'm your nhl outsider and central division expert tim bigelow the primary game recap is always put win or lose with the division team with the better record as colorado didn't divisionally play dallas or winnipeg as we catch up all the games for colorado are recapped here Colorado's win streak has them back more deservedly with the division top four, ranked third divisionally, which was originally planned, but at least for a podcast, Colorado fans can rest easy of one false division narrative, that outside noise from other markets. It's proper for Nashville and St. Louis fans to temper expectations into an understanding they likely won't keep up with the trajectory colorado will likely ascend to those markets will want to look at the standings and say they are presently hanging still with the defending stanley cup champs but they're hanging by a moment colorado is on a six game win streak going 6-2-0 since our last pod 26-17-3 55 points to move them into third in the Central Division in 46 games played. A 598 point percentage. Colorado is one point up of Minnesota in the same games played with sights set on catching Winnipeg and Dallas in the division. Colorado has three games in hand on Winnipeg in second while eight points back. Dallas is a point up of Winnipeg in the same games played. The two as close as that headed into Thursday's NHL games. The flip with mini means we don't have to talk about the Western Conference wildcard race in Colorado. Well, respectfully, Minnesota can't be done dirty like that. I certainly won't be doing it. I have said when I broke the podcast into a top four and bottom four grouping there was a legitimate reason for doing so. And while it's Minnesota that now deals more so with what Pacific Division mess spots one through five divisionally on that side of the conference are, those five teams are a cluster that impact who in the Central Division does finish fourth or even potentially fifth can be playoff bound in the Western Conference. The context matters. Simplifying the Western Conference wildcard, it's Edmonton 57 points, 594 point percentage in wildcard spot one, Calgary 55 points, a 573 point percentage in wildcard spot two, headed into tonight's action. However, the key is that Colorado, while having the same point total as Calgary, is this. Colorado has two games in hand on both Calgary and Edmonton equally. The Albertan team duel now both have by point percentage have to catch Colorado not the other way around and they have fewer games played to accomplish that so in the event Minnesota was able to get back ahead of Colorado Colorado's still in a good spot as it relates to the wild card and the Western Conference let's dive into the Colorado game recaps to catch up on Florida score the first three goals starting 53 seconds into the first midpoint off the four check off the rush short side with a stop up and last off a defensive zone turnover and in a minute 40 second span to have florida up three to nothing colorado's andrew cogliano's net front goal with 54 seconds left in the first has it 3-1 florida after one florida score net front off the cycle with 52 seconds left in the second to increase the lead to 4-1 through 40. Colorado's Miko Rantanen's wraparound goal, 6 minutes 29 seconds into the third. Nathan McKinnon's off the rush five hole goal, 20 seconds after. And with 8.53 left, Colorado looked to tie it up on an Aturi Lekinen off the pad rebound goal. But a Florida coach's challenge for offside negates that goal. Colorado's JT Confort's off the cycle goal as he roofs it after it hits him in the slot becomes the game-tying goal with 7.53 left until a Florida net front scramble power play goal with 3.30 left in the game have Colorado fall 5-4 at home to Florida. Chicago's Sean Lafferty has sprung off a neutral zone chip off the boards and breaks in alone for a short side goal 3.24 into the game to open scoring. A minute 40 seconds past the first midpoint, Colorado's Evan Rodriguez's net front short side backhand rebound goal ties it at one all after 1. Chicago's Andreas Athanasius off the rush first over skates the best spot to shoot from, but net side lifts a goal a minute 44 seconds into the second. That's matched by Colorado defenseman Kyle McCar's point wrister goal through traffic a minute 47 seconds to the game's midpoint that makes it 2 all through 40. Chicago's Taylor Radishes top a paint tap-in goal 6:36 into the third ends up the game-winning goal. Colorado's Alex Newhook looked to have nodded it up with 4:51 left, but Miko Rantanen was called for goalie interference in the crease, and Colorado lives on the road in divisional Chicago, three two. Colorado's Miko Rantanen's roof goal from the dot off the rush open, scoring five forty five into the first. Two minutes five seconds after, Colorado's Alex Newhook is able to walk into and blast a goal to put Colorado up two nothing after one. Colorado add two more second period goals. Fifty five seconds to the game's midpoint, Arturi Lekinen's net front, backhander goal, after being stopped on the initial breakaway chance he had. Renton in second of the game, five hole goal off the rush with three hundred three left in the middle frame for a Colorado four nothing lead through forty. Colorado's Lekken second goal of the game, a backhander five hole power play goal alone net front, followed by defenseman Brad Hunt's point shot goal with four hundred eleven left, and New Hook second of the game skate to stick roof from the slot with one hundred fifty for a Colorado seven nothing home win colorado goalie pavel franzos makes 29 saves on ottawa which is who colorado was playing and we just simply didn't mention it to this point for the shutout it's franzos's first this year Colorado's Arturi Lekkinen's goal opens scoring in the high slot 5 12 into the first. Nathan McKinnon makes contact with Detroit goalie Billy Huso outside the crease, and Detroit lose the coach's challenge for goalie interference. The goal stands. Colorado's Kale McCarr's power play point wrister through traffic goal with a minute 56 seconds left in the first makes it 2 0 Colorado after one. 305 into the second McCarr's second goal of the game off the cycle, driving to the slot six seconds past the game's midpoint colorado's jt Confort's net front deflection power play goal adds to colorado's lead with 407 left in the middle frame colorado's nathan mckinnon's goal as he gets past the puck as he drives to the slot makes it five nothing it's former jet detroit's andrew copp's five-hole goal from the circle with 102 left that has it 5-1 colorado through 40 Another former Jet now wing Detroit defenseman Ben Chirot's 4-on-4 far side 1-T blast 340 in cuts the lead a bit more before Colorado McKinnon's second goal goes roof glove on a breakaway two minutes four seconds after. With 34 seconds left in the third former blue Detroit David Perron's net front tip goal makes it a 6-3 home win for Colorado the detroit game welcomed forward valerie nishnushkin back to the lineup as he picked up an assist it was nishnushkin's first game since december 23rd versus division rival nashville colorado defenseman kill mccarr after his two-goal detroit game has been out since with an upper body injury as colorado continued its winning ways with who is like it seems all season available to play Back to recaps. Six seventeen into the first, Colorado's Miko Rantanen's 1-T goal from the top of the circle opens scoring off a Calgary Defensive Zone turnover. Colorado's Arturi Lekanen adds two more goals in the first, uh, minute one second past the first midpoint jamming a net side five hole goal finishing a two-on-one with nathan mckinnon on the power play a minute 57 seconds later as mckinnon's point pass skips off of and stick off the backboards for Lekinen to put it away net side short side three nothing colorado after one a scoreless second and calgary gets its lone goal a point wrister side posted in through traffic on a power play. 227 into the third, spoiling Colorado goalie Alexander Gorgiev's shuttle pit as he makes 34 saves, has one goal against Colorado's Ranton and is awarded a goal, his second of the game, with 58 seconds left in the game, when former Avon Blackhawk Nikita Zadorov slashes Ranton and stick completely out of his hand right at the empty net crease of Calgary as Colorado win on the road four to one colorado's andrew coglianos goal glove roof from the slot off of a vancouver defensive zone turnover a minute 32 seconds past the first midpoint gives colorado a one nothing lead after one colorado's valerie nishnushkin's carry over five on three power play goal 34 seconds into the second as he sets up net front soft spot in the Vancouver penalty kill triangle for his goal and Miko Rantanen's team leading 32nd goal on a power play as McKinnon's shot goes off the end boards to the other side net side to be deposited much like Lekkonen scored the game before two minutes 32 seconds past the game's midpoint That extends Colorado's lead. Two minutes after, Vancouver answered back with a net front forehand-backhand tuck goal behind Colorado's defensive zone coverage. Colorado defenseman Brad Hunt's point blast put Roof Glove through traffic with 32 seconds left in the middle frame, puts Colorado up 4-1 through 40, and after a scoreless third, Colorado take a 4-1 road win. Overshadowing the Vancouver game, it was now former Vancouver coach, previously Minnesota coach Pryor, Bruce Boudreau's second last game behind the bench as the media frenzy and Boudreaux's emotions were at a heightened state public and everyone was well aware he was going to be let go and replaced as he has been by former Arizona coach and at the time TNT studio analyst Rick Tockett. A move finally done Sunday officially as Vancouver mishandled the coaching change move about as bad as an organization could i'm sure this much talked about final two games for bujo i don't need to detail as media and the fans rallied around the coach given the mishandling of the drawn out departure and how it was all publicly known a scoreless first on the second game of the back-to-back for colorado in seattle as former avs goalie tantum colorado's pavel francos meets seattle's philip grubauer between the pipes colorado's alex new hooks 10th goal of the year at the time open scoring a rebound slot far side goal off the cycle in colorado four check a minute six seconds after former wild seattle's ryan donato's five hole goal from the circle ties it as he creates an offensive zone turnover one all through 40. A scoreless third and scoreless five minute OT does require a shootout and a Nathan McKinnon goal for Colorado to win three to two on the road in a shootout. A minute three seconds to the first midpoint, Colorado's Arturi Lekkinen's two on one goal open scoring on former cup winning AV goalie, now Washington goalie Darcy Kemper, in his return. Nathan McKinnon has Washington defenseman Dimitri Orloff step up and make a solid hit, but Max still finds a way to get the pass to set the goal up. one nothing Colorado lead after 1. Colorado's Andrew Cogliano's net front tip goal off defenseman Curtis McDermott's point shot 204 into the second book ends Colorado's middle frame goals. Washington get on the scoreboard 2 minutes 44 seconds after on a deflection off the cycle. Colorado's Alex Newhooks off the rush keep put far side over the pad under the blocker goal with 321 left in the second makes it three to one colorado through 40 washington score the lone third period goal short side one tee from the dot by alex Ovechkin 16 seconds to the third's midpoint as colorado hang on win at home three to two colorado goalie alexander gorgiev shines allowing two goals against with 37 saves the Colorado win over Washington was the 266th win for head coach Jared Bednar to give him the Colorado franchise record for wins by a coach. Colorado went 4-0 without top defenseman Cale McCarr, who it was reported today will play versus Anaheim tonight. McCarr leads the NHL in average time on ice per game at 27 minutes 9 seconds an upper body injury has Valerie Nishnushkin out and listed day-to-day captain Gabe Landeskog hasn't suited up a game this season and defenseman Bowen Byram and Josh Manson notably still remain out Colorado yesterday, Wednesday, traded San Jose to obtain a former Av Matt Nieto, and defenseman Ryan Merkley while sending defenseman Jacob McDonald and forward Martin Cout to the Sharks. The Sharks continue to build a central division secondary cast for their team group, as I have mentioned of in previous podcasts. Breaking down the deal. The D Exchange, Colorado sends 29-year-old Jacob McDonald, 33 games played, 2 assists this year, and he's the definition of a journeyman. 76 career games played, 2 goals, 12 points. He is quietly a low-risk, bottom-pair organizational depth defenseman that most don't notice for that reason and that has value because a bottom pair d standing out is often because of mistakes not for good play but i found mcdonald quite reliable and consistent and not a liability defensively he didn't have the offensive upside colorado's d group slotted above him do I still like McDonald more than what I've seen from Andreas England, who joined Colorado in free agency this past offseason. However, it's also worth mentioning Brad Hunt's play of late may have made McDonald a movable, tradable player. Coming to the Avs, 22 year old right hand defenseman Ryan Merkley, who last year, his only NHL career games played, had one goal, six points in 39 games played while spending the rest of his development time in the American Hockey League. This year so far, that has all been with the Barracudas in the AHL as well. The smaller in stature 5'11 Merkley. Instantly makes me think of what departed six-two, also right-hand defenseman Connor Timmins, two years older, had promise to project to be. Likewise, right-hand defenseman Justin Barron, traded to Montreal a first rounder in the Arturi Leikand deal, also projected to me to be better than Timmins as a prime-age NHLer. Point is, Merkley is the sneaky good piece potentially in this deal a few years from now the forward exchange colorado sends 23 year old martin kaut 27 games played a goal two assists, three points this year and three goals three assists six points in 47 career nhl games played the 2018 first rounder kaut was finally given nhl games because of forward injuries this year but hardly stood out the way you would expect a pick that high ought to in return 30 year old forward Matt Nieto 8 goals 7 assists 15 points this year 190 points in 615 career games played that includes four seasons with Colorado as in 2016-17 Nieto in his first stint with San Jose was traded in his fourth season found his way to San Jose and back to Colorado it's a bottom six move but what is assured is Nieto will have a seamless reintegration with colorado's team as many players remain from when he last played there he fits colorado's system play and he can be a bottom six contributor there was talk that maybe darren helms injuries also make nieto being added via trade valuable Although, in Nieto's case, he is a winger, not a center. Although, positionally, it's an older forward Colorado gets while departing with an older defenseman. Nieto's a proven NHL playable regular in the bottom six, and of the younger still-in-development swap, Colorado definitely gains by adding a right-hand D that projects nearer to Barron but higher than Timmins was expected to be when arriving as prime-age players. It's a good swap as Colorado's D prospect pool had some players be traded away to get the pieces that helped win the Stanley Cup last year the best goalie tantum talk going around it was asked or being floated about that Colorado's duo of Alexander Gorgiev and Pavel Francouz were in fact the NHL's best for the record by all numbers Boston's tantum would be that's using a look at money puck goal save above expected and traditional goalie stats and factoring as LA goalie Jonathan Quick's comment of previous years ago indicated one we often forget the goalie's actual win-loss record and absolutely that factor's large because if stellar goaltending doesn't lead to steals, aka wins that aren't expected most NHL goalies will concur they haven't done their job Yet, if they allow 3-4 goals against and their team still wins the game, those goalies may have made the one key save extra to help their team win, and that's the main requirement of the job. By the fancy stats, as a starter divisionally, Colorado's Gorgiev is 5th best, 11th in the NHL, and goals save above expected. Among tantoms and goal save above expected, Nashville's duel of UC Soros and Dallas's Jake Oninger rank ahead of Gorgiev in that starter category, while Nashville backup goalie Kevin Lankinen and Dallas's Scott Wedgwood both slot above Colorado's Francois. The trouble I have is Francois, with a great two point four seven goals against average and nine twenty save percentage simply is 7 6 and 0 a win over 500 record wise likewise Nashville's Tantum Soros is 18 13 5 Lankanen 5 4 and 1 Dallas's tool Ottinger is 21 7 and 6 however Wedgwood is 7 6 and 3 so if you rightfully factor both the fancy stats and a basic one of backstopping your team to actually winning games Boston's Linus Allmark is tops in goal save above expected going into tonight's games. He has a record of 25 2 1. Backup Jeremy Swayman is 12 3 3 while ranking 14th in goal save above expected this year which is higher than any central division backup it's not close as to who the NHL's best tandem is this year it's Boston's and it's a division toss-up of three teams yet for argument's sake Winnipeg starter Connor Hellebuck is up there with those division starters numbers and win-loss record absolutely winnipeg's backup david riddick although his fancy stance aren't shimmering by comparison to those three other teams divisionally has an 8-4-0 win-loss record and that's the best among them for the division backups that we're talking about right now and that actually translate to the most points for winnipeg in the standings colorado's division head dead record 8-4-1 colorado are home thursday tonight to anaheim Saturday afternoon, the Avs host division rival St. Louis to take Colorado to the All-Star break. Based on the level of competition... The expectation will be for Colorado's win streak to continue up to the All-Star break. Pacific Division, comparable second pairing. Again, we're talking about LA, Edmonton, and Calgary, and I provided the points and point percentages earlier. Simply, LA won't play a Central Division team till after the All-Star break. Edmonton and Calgary schedules both include a game versus Central Division Chicago before the All-Star break. Next up, I would hope to look at Nashville, and st louis however st louis has the late january 30th game versus division winnipeg that's the final four central division teams therefore i may reverse order and catch up with the tanking twosome arizona and chicago then work back in reverse One thing you need to know is Central Division Hockey, the podcast will continue in covering all eight teams, but just look for what does end up posted podcast-wise next, and I know we will have everything caught up for all the Central Division teams over the All-Star break to be ready for that condensed February leading up to the NHL trade deadline, regardless of how the process of packaging it out in podcast form happens. Thanks for listening. Enjoy tonight's games.